Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm Reese Arlen, the host of the show, along with my co-host, he's somewhat decent, Christian Webb, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group. Say what's up. Looking forward to learning some martial arts today. Martial All arts right. stuff. We're not going to bust out any karate whatsoever in, in, the, uh, in, you'll the, see. in the new ESPN <laughs> recording studio. Let's not forget that we're accompanied by the greatest videographer on the planet, David Woodruff with Genesis Film. Make sure to show him some love after the cast. Today we are joined by Mr. J.D., and he is the man, the myth, the legend. He has all sorts of different uh, experiences working in logistics, and now he is the CEO of a new company um, that is Circle the Panda. Is that, mm-hmm. is that the Circle correct name? Circle the Panda. Okay, fantastic. And uh, he's going to talk all about it. So, J.D., thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, no, thank you, guys. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, a little different being in a different studio. You know, they, they switched it around on us and everything, but we're making do with the new space and everything. So um, let's start back at the beginning. How do, we, uh, how do we get to Circle the Panda? What is Circle the Panda? Tell us about your journey a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting you picked that one because there's, you know, when you're a full-time entrepreneur, you can do multiple ones, yeah. which is part of the challenge. <laughs> yeah. So we have a consulting group and then Circle the Panda and our own podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what, how that started was Circle the Panda to answer your question there was, um, we were practicing martial arts, my son and I, and my son was 11 at the time and said, hey, dad, let's start a business. And I said, well, okay, you're 11. Yeah. <laughs> a little early on that one, Jack, but we'll right. see. <laughs> yeah. But I said, okay, uh, the, the value of doing it and the value of going through it, you cannot, you cannot put a price on that. So I said, sure, we'll do it. And we'll say, okay, now if you're going to do it, it's going to have to have some degree of giving back. Yeah. You know, that's what kind of gets, gets you up at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that purpose and that why, it fades. Yeah. So I said, son, we'll do it, but it has to be some degree of giving back. And just by sheer, you know how that happens sometimes. Circumstance. Or, circumstance. Yeah. When you're kind of open to that, and we said, okay, we're not sure what we're going to do. He said, let's make it a mobile martial arts program. Mm-hmm. I said, mm, okay. Yeah. Some degree of giving back. Right. Well, we're standing there cleaning up the dojo one day and walks this, this family, brilliant family, beautiful blue-eyed boy who uh, suffers from Dervet syndrome, mm-hmm. which is a seizure-related syndrome. And they said, do you know anybody that does martial arts for special needs kids? And we yeah. went, uh, no, we don't. Yeah. You know, no, we don't. Right. You know, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have to hit, be hit with a brick. Sure. And I said, no, we don't. And then they left, and the next family came in wearing a T-shirt of a fundraiser for the same boy named Braxton Reed. Mm-hmm. They're cool. They're going to be on the podcast. Yeah. So it's okay if I mention yeah, their names. Yeah, so you can say their name. I can say their name. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and they walked in with raise, you know, money for Braxton. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's odd. It's 15 minutes later. And they yeah. said, do you have anything for the special needs community? We went, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a call two days later, same question. Yeah. Do you have anything for the special needs community? And I got a phone call. I was working full-time someplace else at that moment. And they said, we got, we got the third call. I yeah. think there's a magic in the number three. Yeah. And they said, come down to this private lesson at lunchtime. And I yeah. sat down in front of this be- beautiful boy named Jake, who is a runner. Yeah. ADHD and just runs around. And I looked at him and went, uh, okay. Yeah. We have our program the now. The interest is there. You know, you had, it, you had it ahead of time. Yeah. So that's how Circle of Panda started. And now it's just been four years of that. And we're in the process of expanding. Yeah. So uh, one, one of the things that we like to talk about on the show, especially it's, a lot easier to talk about after you've already kind of established and had your successes and failures and things like that. Um, given that it's martial arts and the nature of having special needs children and things like that, were you met with any specific challenges or 
you know, people that said that, you know, these, these children have special needs, they'll hurt themselves, much like, you know, what happened with the Special Olympics and things like that. Yes, we were. We, when we started it, we, uh, one of the pe- people watching it said, you know, what you have is, he called it beautiful chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We sure. had no idea. And that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. You just have to just jump in and figure out your way. Yeah. And we were doing this on weekends part time. And um, we just brought, <laughs> we brought five special needs kids together. And if you guys have been around special needs community, you can imagine. Yeah. A couple of them were nonverbal. A couple right. of them just ran in circles, and we'd have one that would just lay on the floor. Yeah. And we said, uh, Complete chaos. <laughs> complete chaos. Yeah. But what started happening are two things. We had a board, mm-hmm. and this was a good lesson for anybody starting something. We go, let's go to some people that know. Yeah. So we got, we got some of the parents, and we said, we want to form a board. And it was the parents of the special needs. And we, we went, okay, there's two things. There's one, we want you to coach us on how to do this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, um, I'll coach you, but let me tell you what 90% of the issue is. She goes, it's, it's love. Yeah. It's really 90% of the answer is love and paying attention to them, and the other 10% is knowing how. Right. That's one. And then we, st- we did it at 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and I'm not sure how you guys were at that age, teenagers. Mm-hmm. But we look up, and all of a sudden we have six or seven special needs kids and we have 10 teenagers that are just showing up at 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning to help. Oh, wow. And we were like, okay, well, there's something going on here. Let's lean into this and see where it takes us. Yeah. That's but, just such, it's such a tremendous story. You know, it, it seems like, um, you know, some people are religious and they think that God calls them to do such things. And some people think it's a victim of circumstance where, you know, you had, you had one sign, one, one question, one person that says, do you do anything for special needs children? And then 15 minutes later, a second, and then, you know, a day or two or whatever you said, a third type of thing. But um, sometimes it requires multiple uh, forms of inspiration in order to kind of take action on, the, on these types of things. Um, it's kind of interesting because a Christian that's sitting across from me, you know, if, if he's struck by an idea of inspiration, he's liable to just say yes immediately. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and my favorite Christian web quote in the world is, just say yes, figure out the details later. If you want to do it, Excellent. Just, just say yes and figure out the details later. So that's, that's uh, sounds kind of like what you did, you know. Um, did you have any experience, you know, just special needs children? I mean, you have, uh, for example, special education teachers. Do they, um, did you have any mentorship or experience working with special needs or did it just call you to do that? I had some previous experience, like in the Special Olympics, which is mm-hmm. a great thing to be part of. And, I, you know, you, you can't do this now, but I was a hugger at the Special Olympics. Yeah. And kind of sad, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, new, uh, the new ways that we do things, and especially through COVID, wearing masks and stuff like that. And, you know, a, a lot of the new stuff is designed for people's safety and stuff. But at the same time, it's kind of sad that, you know, being a hugger at the end of a race is something that you're not allowed to do. You know it wasn't the athletes complaining about it. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. They no. Care. They yeah. were looking for the hugger at the end of the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, I found JD. <laughs> you somebody, know? That thought, yeah. somebody that thought they knew better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, I don't know, I think it's a, a deep sadness. But so you, you had your special uh, special Olympics experience, and um, and that wasn't necessarily the moment that inspired you, it sounds like. It sounds like it was those people that came in asking if you if you could help them with their special needs situation and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, when you see the, how genuine and authentic they are and just heartfelt. Yeah. And, you know, you don't always do things with the best of intentions. I certainly don't. Yeah. I mean, you think you do, mm-hmm. but you just got to just jump in and do it, mm-hmm. to, to use your point. Yeah. 
But when you're around them, you know, we, we initially said, <clears throat> okay, we're going to be in this to try to help these kids. If we had one wish, what would it be? Yeah. And I said, if I could be granted one ability, what, that would, what would that be? And I said, well, it would be the ability to heal these kids in some way, somehow, just help them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I realized early on that what was happening is they were actually healing us. Yeah. Because when you engage with them, they're genuine and authentic, which is very hard to get these days. There's no labels. Yeah. They don't see the barriers that so many of us see. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is, look, I'm here with you and you're here with me. And that's a, a yeah. cool, cool thing to do. Being in the moment is enough for them, so to speak. Yes. but th- So the inspiration came from, I went, oh, okay, we're in this to do a business. We're in this to help them out. And I went, okay, well, for selfish reasons, I'm in this for us. Mm-hmm. And there's been several times where we've wanted to quit. I've wanted to quit because sure. it's extremely difficult. Yeah. So for anybody out there that's doing something with the special needs community, it's just hard to do. Yeah. You get a support group around you. Like my 16-year-old son, every time he goes, son, you know, I'm not, I don't know about this. We're not sure what we're doing. We're just showing up. He goes, I got news for you. You can stop if you want, but I'm going to go there every single Saturday. Wow. So the inspiration just came from working with him. Yeah. That's, that's such a tremendous story, you know, and it, it's uh, I don't know who said the quote or whatever, but they said sometimes showing up is just half the battle, you know, uh, just getting there. So and how many kids do you currently work with? We we paused we paused it because we're revamping it, yeah. but and, well, yeah, COVID and COVID, sure, yeah. You know, COVID is, you know, heavens forbid that they ever should ever have to go to even the test, right? Mm-hmm. So we're revamping it, but we had a group of six and a large group at once. Mm-hmm. We'd have 10 leadership people showing up. Mm-hmm. And then we also did private lessons. Yeah. So I would say uh, a total of 10. Mm-hmm. But we were trying to cap the group because you, it's challenging to do it in a large group because if you don't get the mix right. Yeah. It, I imagine it could be completely chaotic just trying to figure out, like, uh, you know, the intermingling of, of all, this, all these different uh, things. And that's why they're called special needs, too, is because sometimes they might require more attention or less, you know, uh, more hands-on or less this or something. Yeah, and we're going not just in martial arts, but other things. But we've sure. had kids that run in circles, mm-hmm. and we've had com- some that just come lay on the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the parents are like, you know, it doesn't make any difference. If they're yeah. laying on the floor, you can teach them something. They're just yeah. happy that people are working with them. Yeah, happy that they're, that they're you know, a part of the community and uh-huh. that type of thing. Do you, do you think that um, by, I mean, obviously it depends person to person, but do you think that they, they catch a... Uh, I, I guess a feeling, or do you think that they catch something that they um, that they're different by and large? Um, you know that that they can't integrate in society the same way, or do you think that they're just happy to be there type of thing? I think they're just happy. I, I'm mm-hmm. not so sure they understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We're, we're going to change yeah. the our team's determined to change the label yeah. from special needs to unique talents. Yeah, which essentially we all have that. Right. But they have the ability to pick up on things that we don't yeah. and. You know, I was again. I go back to the reasons for doing it. You know, you go in. Some days are just harder than others. And I went yeah, in there sure. on Saturday morning and just brought a lot of baggage with him, but was hiding it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just hiding it. You know how that is. You just show up, and you hide it. Yeah. With this little boy that's never spoken before comes up, looks me right square in the eye, and hugs me three times. It's like he recognized what it was that was lacking for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then met the need. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not sure they understand. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. And obviously, you know, like I said, it depends person to person and need to need and you know, condition to condition and things like that. But um, it's something that, I mean, obviously we'll never have a succinct answer to, but mm-hmm. it, it is interesting. And um, I've been watching this this show that's uh, very, very rated R, but it's on Netflix called Sensate. 
Sensei. And oh, yeah. essentially the show, hmm. um, it's about eight different strangers in eight different parts of the world that are undergoing different um, different life circumstances, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you have one that's transvestite and, and a famous actor that's gay and a, and a guy that's struggling in Nairobi. And they're just from all different parts of the world and, and experiencing the, the life condition in a different way, different countries, different mm-hmm. cultures, different beliefs, um, different problems and stuff like that. And, I, you know, I always think that shows like that particularly have like a overwhelming or I should say underwritten moral code to them mm-hmm. or something. And essentially with, with a show like that, um, you know, even though there's eight different strangers that live in different life circumstances, they're all enduring a lot of different challenges at the same time. And I, I think about it like that, you know, um, that even if you're in a different life circumstance, you you are uh, embracing different challenges and different different things no matter what your upbringing was type of thing. So, um, so, so what's in the future for, for Circle the Panda? You said that, uh, you said that you are uh, wanting to change it from special needs to unique talents. You also said that you're going to do uh, multiple businesses. So is Square mm-hmm. the Panda come next or something or, no, or Rectangle no. the Panda or Triangle the Panda or something? You know, <laughs> Just make a big, a big conglomerate of different, different panda name uh, businesses or something. Well, well maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's panda of... Enterprises. It could be Panda yeah, Enterprises. That's, it. There you that's go. a great idea. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. It's a great idea. Yeah. You know, we, are, we hope one day that we, that we change the view and that we have a business run that we help create that's run mm-hmm. by a special needs adult. Yeah. We, we just, it's, look, it's just no matter when, not if. Yeah. But we're going to, you know, it's an opportunity to bring these parents together and say, what's what's the community lacking? Sure. And it has a bit of a membership site. So we're bringing together um, fitness and nutrition, arts, painting, uh, martial arts. And I'm not teaching martial arts anymore. Yeah. I, I just realized that that's not really my skill set. I don't right. want to do it in the first place. I just yeah. want to hang out with them. Yeah. I'd rather paint with them than yeah. that. But what we do is we're going to bring different specialists together and create a membership site. Oh, wow. So that they have this... It, so they can work on it at home because a lot of the parents say, it's great you do it in person, but we want to do it with our kids. Yeah. And the real dynamics is doing it with the kids or the family members. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to have that degree of, hey, we've got a community now. What's lacking? Yeah. I can see that going going virtual very easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's lacking? And uh, we'll go, what's lacking? And they'll, we'll have this feedback loop and they'll go, hey, why don't you develop this? And we'll go, and we'll do the old, you guys know that, mm-hmm. like jumping in with a yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christian knows that very well. We'll yeah. calculate the risk of doing it and the cost of doing it and go, okay, is it worth a try? Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that community, not, look, there's compassion that we have for them. I would say that, but that's not the big thing. They're mm-hmm. an overlooked asset sure. that we're walking right by and no one's saying, you know, there's a valuable asset right there if we just give them a chance. Yeah. I, I think that a, a lot of the perception surrounding special needs adults particularly is kind of that of like a, you know, old, old folks that are in nursing homes with dementia or something like that, where, you know, they, they um, don't have the same level of being able to contribute to society. You know, you can't get a 105 year old man to, you know, bench press 400 mm-hmm. pounds or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's a, that there's a, an asset portion of this where, you know, maybe it's just by, um, expanding the view or I mean you know better than anybody how much special needs folks just love one another and they're happy to be in a circumstance I mean God knows maybe in maybe in our current situation with all the rioting and protesting that's exactly what we do need type of thing exactly you know it goes back to what I said about the labels they don't mm-hmm. see the labels yeah and I was interviewing somebody the other day that wrote a book and he, he you know you hear like the third mm-hmm. the, the three times yeah. the magic and the number three right and he mentioned 
he goes, you know what? What if we remove the labels? Mm-hmm. What, what if the see they don't see the labels? What if more of us said, I don't see any labels? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention labels because I don't want to turn it turn this into a political. You thing. can say what you want. This is business legends, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're you're absolutely right. You know they you know special needs folks they don't see black or white. They don't see mm-hmm. Republican or Democrat. They don't see um, they don't see stupid or smart. They don't see you know things like that. They just see person. They don't see handsome or. Well, yeah, kind of handsome. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I can see that. Because <laughs> you yeah, guys got that going you, on. You notice how you notice how he pointed at you and he said, you "Unfortunately." First. He said, "Unfortunately," and pointed at Christian. <laughs> I just want everybody on camera to know that he pointed at Christian. I, and said, I unfortunately, did. I did. So. <laughs> can I say? He's actually already on camera. Perfect. 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 Love yeah. it. So, um, that's that's just tremendous, man. Uh, you know, I could see uh, just kind of spark of inspiration, if you will, but I could really see how you could you could essentially develop. Um, maybe a program or like you said, your online community and, um, you know, maybe have almost like training modules online or something like that. That's what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. and have like, you know, you said that there's multiple different facets. So of course some have talent in art and some have talent. Um, I mean, I've seen lots of talent, particularly around the autistic community with music. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, some have skills in theater and, and so on and so forth, but maybe there could be like a, a module based training system for families. Um, I think that there's an over an underwhelming amount of resources for uh, parents with special needs children out there. So, oh, you got yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. exactly one of the things we're going to add in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's just a, a tremendous endeavor. Um, you know, we wish you all the best with that. It's you know, it's definitely going to be a hard a hard road mm-hmm. to climb. Um, what What do you think? So, you know, you have this vision of getting a business that's run by special needs adult. Um, what type of business do you do you foresee that? with what what do you feel that they um that you know you can achieve with that or have you given that much oh thought? what kind of business yeah i think it's gonna it's gonna um come out of what is the need mm-hmm. and that's like anything that you do when you jump into the ass you say okay what's the need sure and uh, i keep quoting you that because i love that mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to go okay i'm just going to jump in and see where it takes me yeah uh, I, I think it's going to come out the group's going to say here's a need that we have it could be a product could be a service mm-hmm. And then we're going to go, all right, now we have a support group because anything you start, if you don't have a support group, like if you don't have a supportive spouse or a family member, good luck. Right. You can yeah. make that jump into full-time entrepreneurship or anything that you're trying to change. If yeah. you don't have a group saying, I'm here with you, I got my arm around you, yeah. good luck. Yeah. So we'll have a group, we'll have a network of saying, okay, well, here's somebody that's skilled at that. Yeah. They have a unique talent. We're going to support them. Yeah. I so I don't know that yet. It, yeah, I think it's going to surface. You're gonna you're I'm gonna try to fill the need. Like I, it's hard to imagine. I'm trying to imagine if I was like the parent of, of a teenager with special needs. I bet if you build a model to where I could to where I could buy into like to where I could buy into my son or my daughter's franchise, and then they own like thirty percent of it while somebody else owns seventy percent and helping them manage it, or maybe like fifty fifty or something. I think I would strike a check for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My kid's never had anything like material in his life because nobody trusts him with anything. And then all of a sudden there's a franchise that comes along that's built for only um, a, a special needs business owner. That'd be yeah. really cool. That's right. And it, and if you know there's a group that's going to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the parents are, are afraid. I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't have a special needs kids because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I can't totally walk in their shoes. Right. But you can imagine what's going to happen with my kids if if it usually happens where the adults pass away first yeah 
So they're going like, okay, now what happens? So there's that level of fear, but how that group around them is going to support them. Mm-hmm. And even when we go about unique talents, we're talking about editing podcasts and editing stuff. Look, some of them are absolutely so great at details. Mm-hmm. And I know about you guys, I am terrible at details. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we are too. Christian actually has an expression for that. He calls it broad strokes. He broad strokes everything. <laughs> like <laughs> you'll never get you'll never get specific details out of out of Christian Web. He just he just covers the bases on everything. That's he why says, I have everybody in the right place. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the key. That's the way to go. Yeah. It's, so you just toss it out there and say you got eighty twenty. Mm-hmm. Do you even give eighty? Like I'm gonna give you eighty percent of y'all clean up. No. Oh, that's more no. like, like forty. It's more like no. forty sixty. Okay. No, yeah. Christian. No, Christian. <laughs> Christian puts out this idea into the ethers. You know, it's about five percent of an idea, and I'll say, "Here you go, Reese." And then he'll and then he'll call me about two days later, and, he's, and I'll say, "Why isn't this done?" And I'll be like, what? "All right, that's that's our business relationship." You know, what's funny a to though, is, it, is it gets done. It gets done. It gets done <laughs> on the last second, mind you. So I'm a procrastinator. I'll take myself down here too, but you know, you know, I have I have something to do. It I usually come with an idea plus a group meeting where we put together five to ten broad stroke steps. Broad stroke steps. Yep. <laughs> BSS, if you will. So and then like, it's like. Attack. So you like throw it against the wall and see what sticks? Yeah. Type we, thing? It almost always sticks, man. Like I hate the fact that everybody thinks they have to know everything. It's oh, so no. silly. Mm-hmm. Because all the all the like Harvard experts and everybody who's like known as the best at this one thing sucked at it at one time. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The person with the most knowledge in the world started thing. with none. I think it's an ego thing. And and that's something that I've had to learn managing businesses and stuff is, you know, having the you know, accepting the things that I'm not good at, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it's I hate that. You know, we're all driven by ego, at least to some extent. And um, just the fact that, for example, I know that if uh, if I was responsible for our graphic design, I guarantee you we'd go under. I guarantee mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. when I create graphic art, it, it looks like, I mean, the worst stick figures. That, how can you mess up a stick figure? I'll tell you how. Get Reese to do it. You know, so <laughs> it's it's just the, it's just the concept. But uh, it you know it's it's funny. Christian and I I don't even remember what movie this was. I wish I did, but. Probably it's been like two years ago, um, kind of probably when I first joined Business Marketing Solutions mm-hmm. Group, and totally we're watching right. some movie, and uh, and this guy, it might have been Tommy Boy. Now that I think about it, I'm not sure, but anyways, um, this guy's like, this guy's like, yeah, I'm the idea man. I got all the ideas. He fulfills the ideas, and then and then Christian looks over at me. He's like. <laughs> you know, he, he was he was super pumped. That he's like, he's like, it's us, bro, it's us. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, it is, yes, it is. So, man, lots of tremendous opportunities with this stuff. Um, you know, I I definitely think that there's a, a lot of um, resource development that that needs to occur with with all this stuff. Um, you know, I, I before this podcast, I shared the fact that I have a, a very close family friend with Down syndrome, and he's now 35 years old, and um, you know, his family, they, it's not, they struggle with positioning him in a place in, in modern society or something, but it is that there's just a lack of resources, a lack of things mm-hmm. to do. So, I mean, I definitely think you're on, on the right footing to definitely begin something. With this stuff. Yeah. And it's the, I'm repeating this from earlier, but it's the value that they offer. Mm-hmm. They offer great value. Yeah to the world if we did more of us just say Let, let's let's learn that unique talent that you have and see what we can do yeah it's it's interesting um as i'm sitting here talking to you i just i just remembered a story about him so his name's brad um i shared with you before the podcast that my mother was the first person that ever held me and then brad was the second mm. so brad has down syndrome family friend and um you know literally none of my whole life it's almost like i have a big brother that has down syndrome and um brad was 
able to be placed in a program where he was like a bagger, a hair seeder. Now, one thing you got to know about Brad is that he's the happiest, most energetic person you've ever met in your entire life. He's happier than I've ever been. He's more energetic than I've ever been. So, you know, he, he defines special needs because he has he's happy and very energetic. And uh, so he was a bagger at Harris Teeter. And, you know, he's like, you know, he's like a crazy person. You know, he'd, be like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, we get these groceries on. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. and I mean, yeah. and I'm, but, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not making fun of him. I'm no, telling you, that's, that's who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, I distinctly remember that Harris Teeter, you know, all of a sudden you had more and more people that were, that were showing up you know, Monday through Thursday between the hours of 9 and 12 when Brad was working or something like that. Hmm. Go figure, you know. Um, talk about an underutilized mm-hmm. asset or resource mm-hmm. for business. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely a tremendous thing. Um, man, it sounds like you got uh, got a lot on your hands here. Um, tell, tell me what else what is going on with, with uh, your business. I mean, do you guys have any other any other aspirations or is that kind of the kind of the, the bulk of it, trying to develop resources for, for families and stuff like that? Well, it's balancing it out. You know, we have mm-hmm. a consulting business as well, gotcha. and then we have a, our own podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, the key to that is blending them and using the yeah. same group of support people. Yeah. So we're balancing it out. But we're, we're considering right now making it uh, road trips out of it. Yeah, that's Road trips out of the whole thing or out of the podcast or when or the blend it. You know, yeah. If you guys know, if you're trying to do multiple things, yeah. you, you hear a lot of entrepreneurs that they just tap out and give up. Sure. And because they go, I can't, you know, I can't do this. Yeah. So they got to divide up and find the right support group. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we're considering at this point, I think it's a pretty good chance that we'll buy a pull behind, pull behind camper yeah. and put a podcast studio in it and yeah. then go out to people that do pretty cool things in the special needs community. Yeah. And show up outside and let's let, let's highlight it. Yeah, man, that'd be I, I think that'd be super cool. I mean, talk about convenience. You know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want a podcast? Where? Um, come out back. <laughs> like, we're here. <laughs> yeah, like like oh, we're already here. You better get ready to talk, man. Get your coffee on. Whatever you got to do. That's man. That's that's such a fantastic idea. I've, I've never seen anybody do it, but I definitely think it could be done. On, on sure. our side, we could we can get like a huge camper, like and then it says CEO's coffee room. That's it. Or a coffee break, and then we like literally park it right outside. Here's the five percent right here. Here's the five. <laughs> really percent. Should. He's throwing you out really the five percent. Really would that be? Yeah, dude, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Like you can make it. Oh God, we gotta stop talking about this. It's gonna get really out of hand really quick. Yeah. No, I promise. This is next step. Next this step. Next step. Next there's step. one. There yep, you go. There it is, man. We're it's you know the the problem. It's not a problem. It's 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 almost like a competitive advantage. We always think of and talk about that in the marketing world, but the Christianized competitive advantage is that we've been best friends for 10 years. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, we rag on each other. We're meaner than hell to each other. I, I pranked him yesterday. I tinfoiled oh, everything. I my entire office. <laughs> oh, Dave, I, I got to show you a photo of that, by the way. Prank that he has no clue what I've done. Oh, I'm not, I'm not pumped up about it. But we prank each other all the time. We set a terrible example for our employees for that. But um, it's interesting <laughs> because um, our employees, they, they came from another business with mm-hmm. me. So they, they were... Uh, they worked for me in the other business, and then, I mean, it's something that I'm quite proud of is that they they chose to follow me into a new one, you know. And so I have the same team, and at this point, they're more like family than mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's it, it's a very blessed circumstance. It's a great it's a great situation to work in. Um, great great environment outside of when you know I I come into my office and my my <laughs> my my favorite prank. I don't I don't know why this is, but. One time I came into my office and I, like I had a lot to do, you know, it was, it was like, you know, I had like 12 hours of His work. His chair was hanging out the window. It was <laughs> hanging out the window. So he, he put the, he put the, uh, the wheels like, and he locked it in the window. 
And I don't know why, but it just it took me completely out of my element. But I went from stressed out of having twenty hours of work to do in six hours <laughs> to everything. To you know, yeah. and it's just it's stuff like that. Um, I talk about corporate culture. I've talked mm-hmm. about that in a lot of other uh, of these podcasts and stuff. But having a having a unique and um, you know encouraging positive corporate culture is something that I firmly and totally believe in. You know, um, giving people the opportunities. You mentioned. Um, one thing that I, that I wanted to mention too is that you were talking about having a support network, you mm-hmm. know, having the right people in the right places and that type of thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I follow him, and I, I, you know, he's he's a little bit of a role model in many ways. But uh, one of his greatest speeches, he said, he said, always remember that no matter how far you've come, you never got there by yourself. Oh you know, yeah, you yeah. never, you never. Uh, it doesn't matter if you were you were born in poverty or a rich family. It doesn't matter if you were a an orphan immigrant or if you were you know an immigrant that came from austria that had a dream of bodybuilding you didn't get there by yourself mm-hmm. you know and um it's something where um sometimes i think we could do good to always remember that oh for sure and and the whole the money profit's good you know let me yeah. say we got we got have vendors and support groups in this thing in mm-hmm. the consulting and in circle of panda yeah and I have every intention to do all i can to make them wealthy yeah for that reason, yeah, you get the same group around you, you care for them, and you go, okay, I'd rather see you succeed than myself. Mm-hmm. And he's right on the money with that. That's that's one of the things that sets you apart. Mm-hmm. One of one of the things, <clears throat> Christian and David uh, were both in BNI, and uh, one of mm-hmm. the big um, BNI is a, is a business networking group, and one of the big, um, I guess, foundations of BNI is givers game. So they always talk about the more you give, the more you get, but mm-hmm. never expect to get, always expect to give. Um, I mean, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that if you wish wish good and better success upon your fellow man, it'll mm-hmm. come back. From mm-hmm. so. um, well, J.D., thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you have a wonderful story, an inspiring story. I really don't have any funny questions. I always, I always can't get them. Hang on, give us just a minute. So we always like to close out uh, with, a, with a funny question. I just don't, I'm at a total, complete loss for any type of funny question that I can do. Yeah, I don't have one either. Man, wow. I don't know. We're at a we're at a blank. Can you think of a funny question? You can ask us a funny question. What do you think? We'll mix it up. We I don't know a funny up. question. Yeah. No, uh, you know, although the, I, I got to ask about the beard thing. The beard thing. <laughs> like, does is it a requirement where you guys work? That you okay. Because y'all both like have the I same will, cut of beard. You know, it's so funny. Uh, I just I just started doing CrossFit, and that's, oh. it is on it is on audio recording. But yes, I started doing CrossFit despite. You know, being CrossFit's largest enemy. It took me four and a half years. It took him four and a half years of begging and pleading with me to do CrossFit. But it was more um, like calling you weak and small. Weak and small. And then, <laughs> yeah, I, I was riding my Peloton bike, and he was he was saying how I have Peloton arms now. It's just a long story. But anyways, um, so <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. So first off, everybody at the gym, they're like, "Are y'all brothers?" Like every, like I swear, four times. Yeah, we've been asked that four mm-hmm. times in the last week. I'm not exaggerating. Four times, four different people, four different. I don't even see it. I yeah, I don't see it. They yeah. they say that we have similar because like, everybody said this. They say that we have similar um, like speech patterns or something, but I don't know. I don't I don't hear it. I don't see it. But it's like you start to meld with people that you're around. Yeah, yeah. Look and act like brothers. <laughs> see, everybody everybody says that. But okay, so the beard thing. I gotta I gotta. I'll I'll close out with this because I just will. But so you know, I I've tried to grow a beard out in the past. Now the first beard I tried to grow out was when I was about 20 years old, and I'm telling you, my beard was that color. So the brightest fire engine truck red that it could possibly be, right? And so it looked really bad. My dad called me Firebeard, and as soon as that, as soon as he started that shave, like it was done. I was I was done with that. So later on in life, I'm about 30 at the time. Actually, I was 30 at the time. 
I see this uh, this commercial, and I have anybody that knows me knows that I have an unhealthy fascination with Vikings. I love them. I love everything Vikings and axes and you know pillage and plundering and Vikings. I love the show. I love everything Viking. And so this commercial is from a company called The Beard Struggle. So you have to look that up, The Beard Struggle. And it's this it's this video of this super swole Viking, mm-hmm. and it has this great voiceover, and it says, <clears throat> Goodbye, my love. He cannot say it. But what he can do, and you see this Viking like come back around, but what he can do is give her a single strand of hair plucked from his ferocious face. <laughs> Don't you want a beard too? And so, and so, from that moment on, I grew a beard out. I swear to God, that's completely true. So, oh, you know, yeah, it, it is what it is. It makes sense now. So, so JD, <laughs> let's say somebody wants to get involved with Circle the Panda. How could they get a hold of you? Okay, um, we do host podcasts. The only reason I say that is because the podcast is changing in season three. Sure. In that you're going to see the two blend mm-hmm. because of the story. But they can send me an email directly at okay. JD at CircleThePanda dot com. Okay. And and they can hear the story play out itself on the podcast. Yeah, because as you guys said earlier, it's as we said before we came in here, it's telling of the story. Yeah. that makes a difference. But send me an email directly at jd at circlethependent.com. The website's under construction, probably again. Yeah, we closed it down to redo it. Yeah, we've been through that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, uh, we plan to launch it in August. Okay, fantastic, mm-hmm. JD. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, thank yeah. you.